Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the block, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, this afternoon, I'm going to go through Buzz Rothfield's top 50 players that he's announced this morning. And look, to be honest with you, naming a top 50 is extremely difficult. Naming a top 20 is extremely difficult. This is why on my podcast, I tend to do a top five. When you get outside of five players, my God, it's hard to make everyone happy. And it's it's impossible to get it right. With a top five, it's impossible to get it right. With a top 50, you're just asking for trouble. So... Look, I'm not on the massive bandwagon of bagging Buzz Rothfield. I know there's a lot of pages on Instagram and Facebook that uh, seem to make a recreational activity out of it. I'm not a huge fan of Buzz, but I mean, I'm not going to sit here and bag him for 40 minutes. I'll tell you what, there is nothing that bores me more than listening to a podcast or reading on Instagram just someone giving shit to Buzz Rothfield. It's just outplayed. I'm so over it. I'm not a huge fan of him, but... You know, I'm not here to launch a personal attack on Buzz. I'm going to go through his top 50. Uh, I always think these lists are very interesting. As I said, I'd never do them myself. I think it's too hard to get right. But I always find them really interesting to see people's perspectives. Um, Now, in the top 50, obviously, there'll be a lot of new players. The list I've got, it's also got uh, how how many spots the players dropped or went up from last season. So it'll be interesting to see those. Uh, Obviously, this season, there was a lot of injuries. So we saw a lot of guys that... You know, we probably wouldn't have seen this year if it wasn't for those injuries. So there has been a lot of movement. There's been a lot of guys that have missed a lot of footy this year. So there are probably more new guys in this one than we've seen before. And I mean, the sort of season it was, we saw the Penrith Panthers who weren't in the top eight last year. They obviously, you know, sprinted into the top four. They won 17 in a row. Minor premiership was sensational. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of Penrith Panthers in here that, you know, you wouldn't have thought at the start of the season would be there. And there's, you know, as I said, a lot of injuries. So a lot of new guys have come in. So I think it's going to be really interesting to go through. So I haven't seen it myself. I haven't seen any of them whatsoever. So I'm doing this all live with you guys. Let's dive in. Number 50, we've got Jaden Sewer from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Obviously a newcomer to this. Thought Sewer had a sensational season. Um, I mean, it's hard to say with any context whether he should be there or not. I haven't seen the others. But I think Jaden Sewer, he's definitely in the top 50 players that played this season. I think he was really good. 49, David Nofaluma. Interesting, 49. I thought he might have been a little bit higher. But in saying that, defensively, I think Noffy has got a couple of issues. So I don't mind him being 49. I think with the ball in hand, he definitely did enough to be in the top 50. So I wouldn't argue with that one. 
AJ Brimson, 48. Now, AJ had a lot of injuries this year, so he didn't play a heap of footy, but when he was there, he was sensational. Uh, so I think AJ definitely deserves his spot in the top 50. His state of origin debut was great as well, so he showed that he's able to handle it with the best of the best there. So AJ, I think that's a well-deserved spot there. Campbell Graham, 47. This is a guy I've talked about a lot this year. Um, Freddie was going to pick him in the origin side, but he said he wasn't fit enough to play. He was still injured. A guy that I really like, Campbell Graham, has still got some defensive issues, as every time I post about him, you guys point out, and that's fine. But I think he's got a lot to offer Campbell Graham. He's got a perfect body for the NRL as an outside back now, that lanky sort of build. Uh, he's strong in attack. He, he makes all of his meters. He makes good decisions. I really like Campbell Graham. I think he's a real player of the future. I think he deserves his spot there. Also, a new guy there. Uh, 46, Katoni Staggs obviously had his injury worries this year. I think it says he's down two spots there. Uh, Katoni Staggs, one of the most dangerous players in the comp. I think if he plays a whole season, he could be 46 or or 16 realistically. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes over the next few years. I think you'll see him skyrocket. Uh, obviously played in a team this year that was complete and utter shambles, the Brisbane Broncos. So hopefully over the next few years, you'll see more of Katoni and you'll see him really scale up this uh these rankings, which I think he's he's got the ability to do well and truly. Number 45, Adam Reynolds. Wow. Yeah, geez, I think I would have had Adam Reynolds higher, but um, yeah, okay. Adam Reynolds, obviously one of the best, kick, the best kicking game in the game, in my opinion. One of the best game managers in rugby league. Uh, as I've said a few times this year about players, unfortunately, we're in the highlights era. People want to see highlights, and Adam Reynolds, he's, he's more of a game manager. So in the era we're playing in, I think he's extremely underrated, Adam Reynolds. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I think he's well and truly up to being a state of origin seven, to be honest with you. I think he's the glue that holds South Sydney together. I probably would have had him higher than 45 simply because he is a halfback. Uh, his team, you know, finished in the top four. He was he was sensational this year, Adam Reynolds. Um, yeah, okay, 45. And it's the same as he was last year. So I think I would have had him higher both years. The next man in is Lindsay Collins, number 44. Now, I think if you would have done this pre-Origin, I don't think Lindsay's in your top 100 players, but because he played so well in Origin, this is hard to argue with, number 44. It's good to see front rowers being around halves in these sort of lists. Normally, we tend to favour the spine players over forwards, but I, you know, I think Boz, Buzz, from what I've seen so far, he's just tried to value every position equally, which I really like. So Buzz Rothfield, he's got Lindsay Collins at 44 after Origin. I think it's hard to argue with. 43, Big Tino from the Melbourne Storm. Uh, obviously won a premiership this year, won a Queensland Origin Shield. So Tino, well deserves his spot there. 43 at the moment, once he goes to the Gold Coast Titans. It'll be interesting to see if he goes up or down. I have spoken about this previously, that when guys leave the Melbourne Storm, you never really know what you're going to get. So it's going to be a really good one to watch over the next few years, Tino. Uh, Felice Cafusi, 42. Uh, just a really solid footballer. I could have had him higher. If he was lower, I probably wouldn't have argued with it. But I think Felice is a really solid player. Just flies under the radar. Gets his work done. Um, I think he's new to the 50. It surprised me he wasn't in it last year. I, I reckon he has been in it previously. I really like Felice, Felice Cafusi. Really solid footballer. 41, we've got Christian Welsh. Wow. That's well, he's new to it. I I guess he had the injury last year, didn't he? Yeah, Christian Welsh. I really like this guy. I think in Origin once again he proved to be one of the top players in the comp, one of the top front rowers. Obviously, won the premiership was sensational in the grand final. Once again, I think if he did this before Origin, I ain't saying that he had a really good grand final, good final series. Yeah, I think Christian Welsh is about right there. He's definitely in the top fifty players. Uh, I like that he's there. Dane Gagai, number 40, another Queensland star. Uh, had a good year for South Sydney without being sensational, and then Origin came around. He just went to a new level. It's the same old story with Dane Gagai. Definitely a top 40 player in the combo. I like where he's got him. 
Isaiah Yo, another new one, 39. I thought Isaiah Yo might be a little bit higher based off this year. I thought he was sensational, one of the best lock forwards in the game. Um, he's one of those guys, he's really tall, really lanky, but he's got quick leg speed. It's a really dangerous combo. You saw in the semifinal against South Sydney, I believe it was, when he set up the winning try to break that game open. Just a lethal footballer. I'm a really big fan of Isaiah Yo. 39, I thought he would have been a little bit higher, to be honest with you. 38, we've got Junior Paulo from the Parramatta Eels. I definitely would have had Junior Paulo a little bit higher. I think he's one of the best front rowers in the game. Uh, he's obviously new to this list. It's good to see him in the top 50. He deserves to be there. He showed in origin that he can handle himself. I thought he would have been a little bit higher. 37, wow, Jake Travojevic. He's dropped a few spots. I think it says he's dropped 17 spots. That's that's incredible. Uh, Jake Travojevic didn't have the highlights in his game this year that we normally see from the try assists and all the attacking stats, but he's just a... He's just a workhorse. I'm sure if you were to ask all the players to list their top 50, I reckon Jake Trevojevic on average would be much higher than 37. I think he's underappreciated by the public and the media. 36, another new one to the to this list. Wasn't in it last year. Jerome Luai, Penrith Panthers 5'8". Had a sensational season. Was just on fire on the Panthers' left edge. Really came of age. And, I mean, at the start of the year... You know, I, I, I said on a number of occasions, I think I think Matt Burton's the man to wear the six. Jerome Lewis grabbed it with both hands and absolutely killed it. To get into 36 after being, if he'd, be, if he'd been the side at the start of the year, sensational stuff from Luai. Uh Nelson Asafa Solomono comes in at 35. I think it said dropped three spots from last year. So he stayed around the same mark. Uh, Big Tino's leaving. It'll be interesting to see where, how he goes next year. He's going to have to step up a little bit more, Nelson. But I've been really impressed with him. I think the way that he was used this year by Cameron Smith close to the line was sensational. Uh, one of the best front rowers in the game, one of the biggest bodies. Obviously, didn't have a perfect season. He started off with a stink over in Bali, and um, I think he recovered well, went on to win a premiership. He's done well, Nelson. Definitely earns his spot there at 35. 34 is Siwa Takiaho. Now, I would have had this guy higher than 34, um, and I've got a feeling I'm, I'm going to say a lot of guys I would have had higher than, th- than where they are, but this is the trouble with these lists. You've got so many guys to fit in that you always think guys are going to be higher, but there's just so much talent in the NRL, it's scary. Siwa Takiyah, he's one of the top front rowers in the game for me. Definitely being my top three or four front rowers. Uh, probably wasn't as good this year as I expected. I thought when Victor Radley went down, he would really step up. And he still played well, but he didn't go to that next level as I had hoped. 33, Daniel Saifiti, new to the list, didn't make it last year. Has just gone to a new level since Brad Fittler picked him in Origin 2 last year. A sensational footballer from the Newcastle Knights. Origin this year, I thought he was great again. And here I am saying, you know, I've, I've just talked about four front rowers in the last five spots. And, mate, I think all of them would be in my top five. And I know I'm still missing a heap of them. So, as I said, these lists, they are hard to do. Daniel Safidi, though, definitely is earning spot there at 33. He's had a fantastic season. His career's just gone to a new level. 32, Boyd Cordner, the Australian captain. Still the best left edge back row in the game, in my opinion. Uh, didn't have the real highlights here this year, like a few of these guys. Um, you could tell his body, it's starting to break down, and so it should be. No one plays tougher than Boyd Cordner. No one takes harder carries than Boyd Cordner. Uh, so, you know, the way that he plays is starting to catch up with him. I still think he's the premier left-edge back row in the game, though. So 32, it's probably a little bit low for me, but I guess based on this year, and there were a couple of other back rowers that were sensational. Even Angus Crichton, when, when he came in to replace him here and there, he was great. So... I don't think this is unfair on Boyd Cordner, but ideally, I think I would have had him a little bit higher than 32. Coming in next at our list at 31, another new entrant, Stephen Crichton. Now, at the start of the year, I said this guy was a combination of Greg, of a young Greg Inglis and a young Israel Flower. I copped a bit of stick for it, but 
I think you saw what he's capable of this season. This kid has got so much potential. He could be anything. I don't think he's a center. I think eventually he will move into the fullback jersey. But until then, he is going to be a sensation on the Penrith left edge. Uh, his combo with Jerome Luai and Josh Mansell was unbelievable. Obviously had ki- uh, kick out with him as well. So... The, the big advantage for Stephen Crichton is that he had superstars all around him, yeah, to sort of distract uh, f- from him to some extent. And, wow, just such a good kicking target. And his combo with Kikiao, he just had everything Crichton. I didn't think he'd be this high at 31, to be honest with you. I mean, there's a lot of good centers in rugby league, and it's not a spine position. But he had a really strong season. It's hard to argue with. I think you'll see him in the top 30 over the next few years quite a bit. Number 30, Appy Coruscant. I thought he'd be much higher. I thought he had a fantastic season this year, Appy. Obviously new to the list coming from Manly last year. I thought Appy was a top three hooker in the game this year. He was sensational. I thought he would have been higher than 30, but I guess there are already a couple of nines that will be up there. I guess Damien Cook will be there. I guess Harry Grant will be there. Jake Friend might be there as well. Probably not this year, but right, Appy. Appy at 30. I thought he would have been a little bit higher. Um, yeah, I think he's been a little bit disrespected there, Appy, just quietly. 29, Jared Rhea Hargraves. Uh, you know, Rooster's front rower, he just keeps on keeping on, doesn't he? I know a lot of people out there don't like him. Every time I post about him, it gets bagged left, right and centre. But he's a premier front rower and he's still doing it. He's still just owning games in the front row. Uh, we talk about, you know, the toughest guy on the field and you quite often hear players and coaches talk about him being the toughest guy on the field. He cops a lot of stick, but he obviously offers something. Really like Jared Rhea Hargraves. 28, I oh, hear he is. Angus Crichton. Now, I just spoke about Boyd Cordner. I said when he was out, Angus Crichton did come in, and he did a sensational job. In origin, he was unbelievable. He played a sort of a middle forward and an edge this year. He showed that he can just do everything, Angus Crichton. I think this is one. He's 28 at the moment uh, on this list. I, he could quite possibly be in the top 20 next year. He is a sensational talent, and he's only getting better at the Roosters. 27, Joey Manu. He dropped nine spots. He went from being the best center in the game last year. He did did taper off a little bit, but you got to remember, um, I mean, on his edge, he had Kyle Flanagan come in. They didn't quite have the same combo. They weren't as dangerous, and they were heavily focused on the left edge, the Roosters. So a bit of a tough year there for Joey Manu. Still 27 in the NRL. It's a really good knock. Obviously, that means he was, what, 18 last year. So he's dropped nine spots, but still one of the top talents. Very impressive there from Joey Manu. 26, we got Daly Cherry Evans from the Manly Seagulls. Not a great year for him. He's dropped seven spots, so he was 19 last year. Um, yeah, a really tough year for DCE. I mean, Origin, though, he stepped up. He controlled his team really well. He's another one of these guys. He's just a solid seven, which means he gets his team to the right spots on the field and delivers. He's not a highlight sort of footballer. He's not a sensational star, but he leads a team around well, and it's... People don't realize how important that is until they don't have it. Manly's lucky enough to have him. I think he's going to bounce back and have a really good 2021. Once he gets his partner in crime back, Tom Trevojevic, they could be anything. Uh, 25, Brandon Smith jumping up 15 spots and well-deserved. I said at the start of the year, this guy, he's not a hooker anymore. He has to play 13. They brought him off the bench. He played lock when he came on, and you saw the impact he had. No one turns games more than Brandon Smith. I'd love to see if there's anyone that's played less minutes than him that's higher. Really impressive there from the Cheese. 24, Damien Cook drops 12 spots. Yeah, it was a weird year for Cookie. I I thought when these rule changes came in, he was just going to be an absolute sensation. Uh, Wasn't meant to be until the finals came. Then he really found his front foot. Thought his origin series was solid without being great. Uh, it, probably not even solid, to be honest with you. I wasn't overly impressed in origin. I think this is a pretty fair mark for Damien Cook. He's definitely a top two or three hooker in the game, but I don't think 2020 he was at the standard he would have expected of himself. 
23, Cody Walker. Yeah, the finish to Cody Walker's season was sensational. He's gone up seven spots, well-deserved. I mean, if you were to look at just those few weeks, Cody Walker, he skyrockets up there. But over the whole season, I think 23 is fair. He's got the potential to do absolutely anything. And when he does deliver, he just can't be stopped, Cody Walker. I think that's fair. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 22, Latrell Mitchell. Jeez, it's a South Sydney-a-thon here, three in a row. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, before he got injured, he was sensational. Um, It did take him a little while to get used to the fullback jersey, but... We told you that was going to happen. Blind Freddy could have told you that was going to happen. Once he did start to find his own, he was really good. I think he's still got a lot of improvement in him. Obviously, coming from being one, you know, the best center in the game the year before at the Roosters, he moved positions. COVID happened. It was just a tough year to do it. Uh, he's now coming off an injury. I think 2021, you're going to see some really good things out of Latrell. Okay, 21, another South Sydney Rabbitoh. Wow, Cam Murray, uh, a really strong season. I think, I think for Cam Murray to finish 21, considering how much Wayne Bennett screwed around with his positions. He was in the middle. He was out on the edge. I think 21's really fair. Bit of an up-and-down season. Didn't quite have the highlights of the year before, but I think that was because of how he was used and how he was forced to be used. The, the reality is South Sydney, their forward pack, um, they overachieved this year, but they had to use Cam Murray uh, a little bit unorthodox to how Wayne Bennett would probably like to use him because of their pack. So I think 21 for him is really fair, a real star of the future. There, Cam Murray. Okay, now that was the first 30. Now we're into the top 20. This is where it gets interesting. Number 20, wow. Number 20, we've got Kalen Ponga. Wow. I would have had Kalen Ponga much higher. I thought he was really good this year. I guess he did have his patches where he wasn't sensational, but I thought as as a whole for the whole season, I thought Kalen Ponga was really good. I thought he played some really tough footy. I think I would have had him higher, but I'll probably say that for a lot of guys here. As I said, these lists are hard, but... KP at 20, that surprises me a little bit. 19, oh my God, buzz, 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 buzz. 19, Cameron Smith. That one has bowled me over. I said at the start I wouldn't be bagging Buzz Rothfield, and I won't, but I don't understand that one at all. I mean, you watched that grand final. As soon as Melbourne started to go off track a little bit, it was Cameron Smith that pulled them all in together, set, set the line back and told them what they had to do, where they had to go, and what had to be done, and shocked me. They, they read... They got themselves together again. They won that grand final. Cameron Smith, he may be getting older. He might not have the highlights that he once did. Oh, sorry, he never really had the highlights. He just controlled games of footy. I'll tell you what the problem is with Cameron Smith. He's too good at the simple things that everyone should do right, but people don't. And this is this is why he goes down these lists. I don't understand this one from Buster Rossfield. This one puzzles me. Fuck, if there's a more confusing one than this in the top 20... I will eat my hat. 19 for Cameron Smith. It's an absolute joke. He should be much, much higher than that. He's minimum a top 10 player for me. 18, Joey Tapanay. Interesting. I wouldn't have picked this one. Joey Tapanay at 18 uh, has had a really strong season. I'm not sure if he's in the top 20 players in the comp, though. I don't think he was in the top 20 players in the comp this year. There's a couple of Raider forwards that I thought were better than him this year, to be honest with you. It'll be interesting to see where they land. Joey Tapanay, a lot of ability. I wouldn't have had him in my top 20. 
Uh, but he did have a strong season and he is coming on really well. 17, Jerome Hughes. Yeah, this one's fair. He had a great season, Jerome Hughes. Uh, a couple of games where they were really stumped. I remember once he one against Manly at Brookvale and he stepped up and uh, put on two tries for Vunavalu, who was great in the final series in big games. He was sensational, Jerome Hughes. Hard to argue with that one. Didn't make the top 50 last year. Obviously, he got moved to seven at the end of last year and he just made the position his own. 100% agree with Jerome Hughes being there. David Fafita at 16, and once again, fair enough. Uh, when he was playing, he was great. Um, I don't think he was as good as the year before. Obviously, he had all the contract saga. I think he got in a bit of Barney Rubble at the start of the year from memory. So a tough year for David Fafita, but when he was on the field, he's really good. He's one of these guys that's just an individual. Yeah, you just you just put a bunch of blokes around him and just give him early ball. I think David Fafita, he can be a top 10 player if he finds a half that knows how to use him. Hopefully, Jamal Fogarty and Ash Taylor can work it out because I don't think he's had it so far at the Broncos. 15, Jesse Bromwich, 100% fair enough here. Jesse Bromwich, he had a sensational season. Just Mr. Consistent, Mr. Solid. I really like Jesse Bromwich. He's a really good team, man. He's one of these guys that the Melbourne Storm have built around for a long time. 14, Luke Keary. Um, straight away when I see 14, I see Luke Keary. I think it's too low, but I think based off this year's form, I think it's probably fair. The back end of the season, the wheels kind of fell off. He had a couple of HIA worries, a couple of injuries this year. Origin 1 wasn't great for him. Um, I think that's probably fair. I think oh, he's one of those guys that I look at and I go, yeah, I would have had him higher. But the more I think about it, the more I think it's probably fair. There's still a lot of superstars in this game that have to come in this list. 13, Jason Taumalolo. Uh, when he was playing a sensational season, did miss a little bit of footy. Cowboys weren't going overly flash. Um, you couldn't possibly have Taumalolo out of your top 20. I think 13's pretty fair based on this season. 12, Josh Adokar. I think he's had a fantastic season. Put on a little bit of weight this year, which I think has really helped his game. Um, definitely the best winger in the comp for me, Josh Adokar, and his Origin series was unbelievable. I think if he would have done this season, this, this list before Origin, he would have been a little bit further down. But his performances in Origin took him to a new level. Won a comp this year. A sensational athlete, Josh Adokar. Love him. Uh, played on the wrong side in Origin. I've spoken about this a few times. In attack, he's got all the highlights in the world. Fastest bloke in the comp for me. But in defense, he's been sensational, which has really impressed me this year. So Josh Adokar in the top 12. Well-deserved. 11, Clint Gutherson. Um, Gutho had a fantastic season. It's hard to argue with based off this year's form. I'd like to see Gutho take his game to a new level and become a real winner in the club arena. Um, and in the ref arena, to be honest with you. I still don't trust Gutho in big, big games, but you cannot question his effort. No one tries harder in rugby league than Clint Gutherson. Uh, so I think he spotted 11 there based off this year. It's well-deserved. 10, Viliami Kikau. Hard to argue with. Uh, was sensational this year. I've always thought defensively he's got a couple of issues. He really did sort them out this year. He improved greatly. I think there is still a bit of work to be done there, but he's just so destructive with the football, it's hard to argue with. I'm not sure if there's anyone I would rather tackle less than Viliami Kiko at full pace. Grand final at a very average game, but made the intent he went into that game with. He went in to make a difference, and I love that from Kikau. was very unlucky that night that a few things didn't fall his way. Number nine, he's in the top 10, Harry Grant. Absolutely love this pick at nine. We've been talking about this guy for a long time. We don't need to repeat ourselves. To play at the West Tigers with that sort of dysfunction, with no preseason, you've heard it all before from me. A sensational effort. I think he'll be in the top five next year, heading down to Melbourne. He could be number one within two or three years. A sensational player, Harry Grant. Big future. Number eight, Ryan Pappenhausen, let go by the Tigers a few years ago, uh, was on the bench. 
halfway through last year, came in at the end, killed it, made the position his own this year, started a little bit slow, but his back end of the season was simply unbelievable from Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, I've got a podcast dropping about him over the next 24 hours talking about how I wouldn't normally have a fullback under 85 kilos. Ryan Pappenhausen, though, he really changes that rule. He's been sensational. Into number, number seven now, and I mentioned at the start of the podcast, there'll be a number of Panthers that you probably wouldn't have had it all that highly that would have jumped up a lot this year. And James Fisher-Harris, he's definitely one. Um, I would still call him underrated, to be honest with you. And I, I think uh, I think Buzz has really nailed this. People know he's good. People know he's great. But I don't think many would have him in these top 10 players of the season. And I think James Fisher-Harris has deserved this. He's been the silent achiever over there at Penrith. People have been talking a lot about... You know, your Kikows, um, your Isaiah Yos, your James Tamo as well. I think James Fisher-Harris, he's so good that, you know, he just produces an 8 out of 10 every week, and we just get used to it. Um, obviously, he's new to this list. He is He's the highest-ranked new player in the list, so a really good effort from James Fisher-Harris. He's been really consistent for a long time, but has sort of taken that game to, his, to the next level this year. Really impressed. I think he deserves that spot, to be honest with you. Number six, Roger Tuovasa-Shek. I think he drops two spots from last year. Roger, he's a sensational footballer. I think if he was in a Sydney club, I think he'd be much higher. Unfortunately, he's been over there in New Zealand. When you think about the the season they've had, the, the obstacles they've had to overcome, it's really scary where Roger is at six. To not be at home all year, to be living out of a hotel, you know, all the troubles they had. I think Roger has done sensational. They had a lot of injuries. They had lone players coming in and out. Sensational effort by Roger to finish in the top six. Good effort by Roger to finish in the top 20. To finish six, fantastic from Roger. I think that they're going to add a couple of big guys next year and Adam Fanua, Blake, Ben Murdoch, Masillas. So these guys are going to come in. I think they'll be a better side next year. Interesting to see how they bounce back from 2020. Obviously, it would have taken a lot out of the tank. And to see if they can replicate it, it's going to be a big test. But with this guy in the squad, it's hard to argue with. I love Roger Tuovasa-Shek. I think that's well-deserved. Number five, Jack Whiten, Dallium medalist. Um, I think this is fair. The way that he started the season was unbelievable. Obviously, um, you know, did enough to win the Dallium medal, as as controversial as it was. But I, I mentioned Kikau the other, the, uh, a few minutes ago, sorry, that he was... Uh, the the last bloke I'd want to tackle. I think Jack White would be number two. If I was a 5'8 or a centre marking Jack White one-on-one, it would be an absolute nightmare. Uh, interesting that he stayed at five after his Origin Series. I wasn't overly impressed. I thought he was going to absolutely brain it. Maybe he would have been a little bit higher before Origin. It might have dropped him down one or two spots there. Uh, number four, another Canberra Raider, Josh Papali, the best front row in the game. I think this is 100% fair. And as I said earlier, I like what Buzz has done, done here. He's really valued all the positions equally, and he's taken the best front rowers and put them up with the best halves and the best spine players, which is sensational. Josh Papali's been unbelievable this year, and he would have definitely been in my top five, so I really like this pick. Now, before I go 3-2-1, there's three standouts to me that... I would have to assume they're going to feature here. It's James Tedesco, Cameron Munster, and Nathan Cleary. It'll be interesting to see how it all lines up. I think before Origin, Cleary would have probably been number one, to be honest with you. I think he might drop a little bit. Then it's between Teddy and Munster, and if recency bias is anything, you're probably going to go with Munster. But I think Teddy's just been so good over the next last few years, it'll be really interesting. Let's dive into Buzz Rothfield's top three players Number three, Nathan Cleary. Yeah, yeah. I think this is fair off the back of Origin. Origin two was fantastic, but I think Origin three, he just sort of proved that he's not that number one player. He's sensational. He's a great little footballer. And after the season he had with the Panthers, hard to argue with. But I mean, when you don't deliver on the grand final night and then you don't deliver an Origin three, as tough as the circumstances were, you all know how I feel about Cleary. I love him, but he didn't deliver in those big games. 
I think number three is fair off the season he had. He would have been my Dallian medalist. I thought he was the best player of the regular season. But if he can't deliver on these big stages with Cleary hasn't done this year, it does drop you down a couple. Number two, James Tedesco. Okay, Teddy, I'm sure he's been number one the last few years. Yeah, drop one spot. Uh, sensational talent. I think James Tedesco, he's his own worst enemy. He is literally too good on an average day that when he just plays an eight or nine out of ten, it's not a ten out of ten with two tries and three try assists. He sort of cops a bit of stick for it. Like game one, no one spoke about him after game one. He ran for 300 metres. Just sensational, James Tedesco. He's too good for his own good. Brings me to number one, Cameron Munster. And I've been talking about this guy all year and people want to bring up the 2018 Grand Final and he doesn't deliver in big games. That's fine. I've been saying all all year, this guy, he has the most dangerous asset in rugby league and it's time. And you saw it in Origin 3. I called for him to play fullback so he'd be freed up a little bit. And you saw the big plays that he came up with. It was when he was playing a little bit loose. That that try assist where he, he set it up with three kicks... Cherry Evans got it on the right, was under pressure, threw it to Munster back on the inside on the left, and he had to play off his head. This is where Cameron Munster's at his most dangerous. I love that he's at number one. Um, I think it's hard to argue with winning a grand final, getting on the bend for seven days, and showing up to origin and winning that as well. He came up with a match-winning play in game one and was the man of the match by far and away in game three. Love Cameron Munster's at one. Well-deserved. As I said at the start, I'm not going to sit here and bag Buzz Rothfeld. You can throw a dart out your window and hit an Instagram or a Facebook page that'll do that for you. I agree with a lot of the picks he went for in the top 50, I guess. For me, there was there was four big shots, shocks, and there was two guys that were a little bit lower than I thought they should be. Cameron Smith at 19 was ridiculous. Uh, to have Harry Grant at nine, you all know I'm the biggest Harry Grant fan in the world, but there was not 10 spots difference between Harry Grant and Cameron Smith this year. Yes, they have very different styles of play, but Cameron Smith to be 19 is just ridiculous. Won the premiership year this year was sensational. Controlled that team so well. Every time they got in the red zone, you know, their front rowers are scoring a try every second week off the back of brilliant passes from Cameron Smith. Didn't really take any rest this year. was sensational. Harry Grant this year was unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, but he did have a couple of... Um, uh, defensive issues throughout the year, and I'm his biggest fan, and I'll happily admit that he's got a lot to improve. He is young, but Cameron Smith, age 37, whatever he is, it it, it doesn't matter his age. His output was better than 19 for me. The other man, Caelan Ponga, 20. Um, I would have had KP higher than that too. I thought he was sensational this year. Um, yes, he sort of goes through flows where he's up and he's down, but I would have had him higher than 20. But I'm sort of nitpicking there. Everything else, I can't overly argue with. I might shift a couple of guys, eight or nine spots here and there, but that's. You know, that's the reality of a top 50 list. It all comes down to opinion. For me, I thought two guys were incredibly unlucky to miss out on this list. Sean Johnson is one that I thought he had a really good year. I think he did get overinflated a little bit, but I definitely would have had him in my top 50, Sean Johnson. I'm shocked he's not there. And Buzz Rothfield being a Cronulla Sharks fan, I was shocked SJ wasn't there. I kept reading it thinking, oh, here he comes, here he comes, here he comes. To not see him there, I was really shocked, to be honest with you. I don't know if Buzz is trying to... Uh, emphasize maybe that he's not as biased Cronulla fan as what we all know he is. I don't know. But um, Sean Johnson, I thought he definitely deserved a spot in the top 50 this year. And the other man I thought I was shocked wasn't there was Tohu Harris. I thought for the New Zealand Warriors, he has been unbelievable this year. I would have probably had him in my top 30, to be honest with you. I'm shocked he didn't make the top 50. I'm not sure if Buzz has forgotten about Tohu or what the go is there, but I definitely would have had him in my side. As I said, these top 50 lifts, they're incredibly difficult. I know there'll be a lot of people that'll bag Buzz for his decisions, but I'm telling you, sit down and try and make one because, good God, they are a tough knock. I really enjoyed this sort of podcast. We'll have plenty more of these coming in the off-season. Any lists or anything we can find, we'll do our live reaction. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 